Hello, Peaceful Warriors. This is your host, Anil, and welcome to my show, Peaceful Growth, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and experts who have achieved remarkable growth in their business or profession. We all want to grow in our life, right? But not at the cost of our peace and happiness. So we also talk about some of the strategies, tips, and techniques on how to manage this growth by also having a successful and purposeful life. You can also sign up for my weekly newsletter, Learn Plus Grow, at anilg.substack.com, where I share three tips to help you learn, grow, and inspire each week. Now to today's episode. Hey everyone, my today's guest is Peter Erickson, who also goes by Pete. Pete has two decades of digital entrepreneurship experience. He is the founder of Leaky Paywall, which offer a seamless paywall experiences for revenue and audience growth to businesses publishing with WordPress. In today's episode, we deep dive into Pete's entrepreneurship journey, tips on getting the first 100 customers, productivity and health tips, and a lot more. Let's get started. Uh, Pete, uh, welcome here and thanks for your time today. So let's start with Leaky Paywall and your story. You know, if you can maybe just quickly introduce yourself and you know, what's sure. your story? Sure, well, thanks for having me, Neil. I really appreciate it. Uh, peaceful growth, I, I love this name. This is awesome. And I can, I, I sort of connect directly to it. But our uh, background story, <clears throat> let's see if I can make it quick. In 98, I started building corporate websites. So pre.com bubble, long time ago. Um, the challenge that I found, and I'm not a developer, I'm more in the marketing and the sales realm. The challenge that I found, which is relates to publishing, is that um, we discovered that if you produce content as a business, Google rewards you, right? So if you're, and it could be, a, you could be a contractor, you could be a roofing company, you could be, you know, obviously travel and real estate. But those that produced more content got more traffic and they were they were succeeding like crazy. And I I did my best, but I couldn't convince customers to really turn on content, uh, you know, like content marketing, which is now so so normalized today. And um, uh, today we work with news magazine content publishers and they're all about the content. Uh, but and so they have such an advantage. But they're trying to figure out the digital marketing side at this point. Anyway, so 98 jumped to about, uh, let's see, about 13 years ago, uh, so about 2010, Dartmouth College hired us and said, hey, um, because we were, we started with WordPress version one um, and we got, we got in, I, I got in at the point where I remember installing it, working with it successfully and then putting in that plugin that lets you create pages. <laughs> On the, on the site. And Dartmouth College said, hey, we understand you guys are good at WordPress. We have the, our Dartmouth Engineer magazine. We'd like you to, but we'd like the, we'd like the magazine um, issues to not be PDFs or flip books. We want them to be real web-based issues. And nothing existed on the WordPress repository. So, um, so we said, yeah, we can build that. And so we built our first product called Issue M, which is a web-based issue publisher. And we have plenty of magazine publishers that, that use it and love it. 
Um, and then a few years later, about eight, a little over eight, nine, about nine, almost nine years ago, we had a publisher ask us, hey, um, we want to we want to charge subscriptions. And that was the time when The New York Times was starting to have traction with what they called the metered paywall, right, which um, now is ubiquitous. Uh, so uh, we looked at what they were doing and said, yeah, we can do that. And so we built Leaky Paywall version one. We sold it. Um, we sold, you know, we were selling copies of Leaky Paywall back in the day. Um, but I, we were, um, I was talking to um, my uh, partner and lead developer, uh, Jeremy, uh, at a Boston WordCamp, and um, we had we had a beer, maybe two. And we decided, hey, let's 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 pump up the volume and put Leaky Paywall in the WordPress repository because mm. we it wasn't there, and so we did that, and that was probably the best decision we ever made. So we we got a lot of visibility with de developers, and we started getting um, uh, we started getting uh, a lot more you know leads and customers, and we ended up selling Leaky Paywall as a as a um, you know. Uh, an add-on kind of a, a product, and that really takes us to where we are today, where we've we we have um, and we only focus on Leaky Paywall as a um, audience building platform and a then conversion to paid subscriptions uh, platform. Um, so I don't know if that was short enough for you, but that's that's essentially the story. Yeah. Um, no. Thanks for sharing that, and I think yeah, one thing that was interesting for me from that story is that you said you started in 1998, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. that, that is even before the WordPress was born. That's right. right? Yeah. So in that period, like when you started working on this in 1998, and what was that point where you realized that now it's time that you know we should take it to the WordPress? Oh, that's a good question. So. We were using a software platform called NetObjects Fusion, and uh, the original intent of the business was to, uh, the company was called Fishnet, and the original intent of the business was to teach, build a website and teach uh, businesses how to manage their own websites. So we were way too early on that. Mm -hmm. uh, NetObjects released a software module that let uh, businesses do this. And by the way, it didn't work at all. <laughs> no, they they just said take my money and update my website. Like that was, I was like, okay, <laughs> trying to be a good guy here, but that was the reality. Mm. And there the the software didn't work well. It was clunky, and so I said, okay, there's got to be a better solution. So I went looking, um, installed WordPress, tried to install Drupal, tried to install Joomla. Again, I'm not a developer, so I'm sure I did a lot of things wrong. But the WordPress install went like it was the true five minute install hmm. so hooked right away it was an easy interface it was a login based obviously system and uh customers could actually make it work where they could log in and update things it was that easy so um uh that's that's how we jumped from pre-wordpress to wordpress it was really the pain point of having uh customers be able to update things themselves and i've always been a fan of empowering others so um yeah so wordpress was it and we've been there ever since yeah nice so um is it fair to say that at this moment your 100 percent focus is wordpress or you are also looking at um scaling leaky paywall to outside wordpress 
We're not. We we've thought about it for half a second um, for a lot of reasons. Um, one, the big reason is that um, you have a native solution and total control over your data when you use WordPress. Um, our competitors are SaaS platforms that you know you drop in a piece of code, you interact with their servers, uh, they serve up a paywall, and you know it works. It works, um, and they're probably use cases for that, but our customers tend to, um, we hear things like, you know, where's the data live and how, you know, uh, it has to be their customer, you know, information, their payment, uh, you know, total control over their payment gateways, uh, being able to move data around, export, import, and feel like, you know, they can hire different WordPress developers if needed, uh, yeah. to, and everyone's familiar with it. So the ecosystem is gigantic. Um, it happens to be, WordPress by itself happens to be absolutely a, the perfect enterprise platform for a publisher. It has, it's so, it's so, um, and this is, this is pros and cons, right? Like it's so uh, mature now that it, it can do anything that you want as a publisher and publishers want to do lots of different things as you probably, <laughs> probably, <Yeah>. know, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and WordPress lets, lets publishers do that. They can, they can customize the experience for the reader the way they want it to be. You can't really do that with a with with an outside system. Hmm. Um, and so, and we have we've had so much success with helping publishers, you know, build their audience through this sort of like seamless on-site experience where you know the data lives on the site. The 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 UI is fully integrated to the website because it's all WordPress. You're not bringing in other other systems. The login system is easy because it's a native WordPress login system and you're not communicating without with third-party servers and things like that. It just it 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 altogether WordPress lets the publishers do, you know, set up the, the way that they want their content to be displayed and how they want to treat their audience and the promotions and marketing and all that. Um, and then you know control so the customer experience is good, the subscriber experience is good, and they control the data 100%. And we, so we've, I, you know, we kind of like, we're this 100% open source philosophic organization. You know, we we want to play nicely with others and we realize that there's lots of other solutions for for things and we, we just like to connect. And that's that's kind of the way it's been. We're really focused on this, this subscription experience, you know, this paywall that we have, and then we plug into, a lot of third-party systems so yeah yep so who and how they are using leaky paywall so if you can maybe share uh, some of the the big brands or publishers um and how they are using leaky paywall in day-to-day -day basis yeah so uh let, let me just share my screen real quick mm -hmm. um i'll bring up a, a kind of a simple Simple example, and uh, all right, and uh, all right. Let me know if you can see this. Yep. Okay. So this is this is uh, on the um, so this is a typical local regional news publisher, right? Salem Reporter out on the West Coast, mm -hmm. and there the our goal with all publishers is really two things, well, three things, but right now it's mostly two. One is build audience. So you, the, you know, the Salem Reporter gets a lot of traffic. How do they, how do you capture the cat, those casual readers, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you, right now it's um, like email newsletter pop-ups are probably the, uh, 
um, one of the decent ways to to capture email addresses and build audience. But the, really, the 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 best way and, and what what we do with um, our publishers is we we take the reader through a free registration uh, experience through the through the subscription funnel, right? And okay. it's all about that seamless experience. And um, you know, whether you're a magazine publisher, whether you're a news publisher, whether you're content, whether you're a YouTube publisher, which we're mm -hmm. starting to work with YouTube publishers, um, this is this is this is the way to um, uh, build your audience. And you you want you need the email address. Um, it it gets added automatically to the newsletter. The newsletter drives the readership back, as you as you know, um, to read more content and trigger the next message. So. I'm actually logged in as a as a free registered reader. Let me let me actually go into incognito real quick, and then uh, let me trigger the trigger the 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 actual message. So this is what I'm trying to show. So this is step one. Okay. Casual the casual reader comes in from Google or social, and they read. And the publisher can be as generous as they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. You get one free article a month. You get ten free articles a month. I right. would recommend with a free registration one free article. And then the second article, you get this messaging, you know, this is free. You put in your your email password. Some some publishers want to collect demographic information and go through a, a bigger registration. But this is a very focused funnel, right? It's simple. Right. One button on here, super mm -hmm. simple. This converts incredibly well, better than, than newsletter pop-ups. The motivation here is they want to read the story, right? And then yeah. you can... You know, hey, you get on our newsletter, you'll get maybe a few, like the New York Times says, get a few more stories, you know, each month. They don't yeah. tell you, it's just a few more. And yeah. and you don't have to, then you can experiment, you don't have to worry about changing things on your site, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, so once you go through this, it triggers like a welcome email and that you can, you can, you can do a drip campaign to kind of show off your, your mission and your content and really start building the relationship because it's all about the relationship building in that casual visitor. And with what with this being restricted to one, and I'm getting in the weeds here, so stop me if I go too far. Mm -hmm. But when you're when you're saying, hey, you know, you give away one article for free, the second article you have to register. Well, if you know any publisher that's publishing looks at their Google Analytics, you'll see the average page view per visiting user is like one and a half, 1.7 pages something for the casual visitor that comes in. So you want to stop them pretty early in the process and grab their email address. This is sort of part of the success loop. And then once I register, I'll read my my whatever number of articles that I get. Right. Uh, and then I'll get stopped again saying, hey, it's time to upgrade. And when I hit upgrade, it's like, okay, these guys are doing it right. It's a simple message. It's mm -hmm. one one option. You're you're really creating a narrow funnel, right? You're not and one thing that we see with, with certainly our publishers and all, most publishers is I have nine subscription options, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know, or even three subscription options, which is sort of the, the, the magic number. Yeah. If you can bring it to one, hmm. you're, you know, you don't want your readership to do math. You don't want to confuse your readership. You right. Um, even print and digital, you know, hmm. things that are succeeding, like have you have one price, it's the same price doesn't matter if it's digital print. Um, anyway, so this is, uh, what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah, so you, I think it, it's great that we are able to see how um, the publishers or your customers are leveraging Leaky Paywall into their business. And I think the big takeaway for me was that, um, that usually when it comes to 
monetizing, like providing the tools to monetize your content or membership, there are probably like a bunch of different tools, you know, yeah. that people can use, like within the WordPress or outside WordPress, like some staff yeah. or subscriptions and stuff like that. Yep. But one thing that I like and that you mentioned, which was that you also educate them, like what's help them convert, like like not just providing like, hey, here are the bunch of the tools, take it and 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 do it yourself, but you are also advocating about like what is the right kind of conversion funnel, like single one button conversion, stuff like that. I think that's something that is, I don't think so. I have seen that uh, in a lot of other, um, you know, the paywall solutions. And uh, you and I, we talked about, I think a few months ago where my agency, Multidots, we also work um, um, and help like publishers to build WordPress websites. And often as a part of uh, our scope, we also, help them find the right kind of like monetization tools or things, tools that can help them convert um, more subscriptions or stuff like that. And yeah, we have been evaluating that at that time um, and uh, we learned more about the Leaky Paywall. And I think that was the one thing that my team told me like, yeah, we have actually analyzed a lot of different plugins, but looks like Leaky Paywall actually does a really good job in terms of advocating and educating the publishers about what what is the right way to monetize and convert your traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's churn prevention and, and it's it's growth. It's all that combined. You you know, we I and it, it's a marketing driven platform. You mm -hmm. it has to succeed. And publishers are in a really tough shape right now yeah. because they're doing all the wrong things. And so what we're doing is we're really, you know, I, I realized this since day one, it's like, you need to teach people and, you know, uh, it's fun to teach people to succeed. And so, you know, if somebody signs up, the first thing we do is schedule a meeting, schedule another meeting, get them set, get everything on the technical side set up and mm -hmm. then talk to them about marketing. Right. And yeah. like this, what's, what's really interesting is that this, re this, this, Free registration or a registration wall, I think, is the typical name for it. Mm -hmm. um, it works incredibly well, and to me, you know, I see I see this installation across many many of our sites, and it's 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 working incredibly well. Mm -hmm. But for most publishers, still today, for most publishers, it's a new idea, and it's 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 um, they have to wrap their brains around it, and so. Um, there are lots of ways to generate revenue beyond basic subscriptions as well. You know, you have group subscriptions, you have ad-free plans, which we have publishers succeeding with. Um, you know, we have pay propels like YouTubers that are in the music space, like guitar teachers. They can they can uh, sell individual guitar lessons or full subscriptions. So they, there's all sorts of advanced things you can do, but we're really focused on the basics with a lot of publishers, which is build your audience first. Like you have to build that audience. You have to get the email address. That is, that is priority number one. It's your number one direct marketing tool and then set it up in a simple way that actually works And this, like this, what you're looking at, uh, well, the previous, like two, two, we call them subscription nags, but these nags that, that end up in the content. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time and not just me, but our team, like figuring out what actually converts, like what, you know, you know, we we have a lot of publishers. We try different messaging across publishers, and we see the ones that start to like, you know, spin up. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden they're getting um, 
And I know with I know with Salem Reporter, I'm not going to give you any numbers, but for a, a local news publisher, they're well into double digits every day with free registrations. And then a percentage of those free registrations convert to paid subscriptions. Hmm. And, that, and that percentage is, it varies amongst publishers, but it's, you know, it's probably around 5%, but I've seen as high as 30%, depending on how niche the publication is, you know, how tight, tight that niche is. Um, so there's, there's, it's just a formula now, really yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. So let's talk about um, the growth part of the, your business, a like growth and mm -hmm. uh, the scale part of the business. So you, which year did you, did you launch the WordPress plugin? So um, that was about eight years ago. Was it uh, 20, it might've been, I think it was 2015, but it, yeah. I, I, I keep, yeah, so right around 2014, 2015, I forget. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. roughly, roughly eight, eight years, right? Since yeah, you launched eight years, yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, let's talk about like when you launched eight years ago, mm -hmm. Um, what was your team looked like, you know, and any yep. like installs and numbers, anything that you feel uh, comfortable sharing and that can also help yep. connect with like, you know, where you are today. And then we can kind of like, we'll discuss about your journey yeah. from there yeah. uh, until today. Yeah, for sure. So when we started, we were selling, you know, a few, uh, there were two of us, I was sales and, and, uh, had a, my, uh, other partner developer and uh we just built a very simple version of the metered paywall for wordpress uh for this uh, client and that's one thing that really has helped us and we've avoided raising money is that um the need for a metered paywall in the past eight years has been so great and i think is even almost greater now that our that um our customers have been paying us to build features into um leaky paywall which is i think a pretty standard software approach mm. um you know customer wants something uh hey we need uh we need gift subscriptions to do this special thing or we need coupons to do this special time delay or whatever these things yeah and uh, um sometimes we 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 just we build it because it's sort of core to the core to the product core to the business sometimes um uh, and if and with with customers you say look we'll just build this at cost and you'll get a lifetime license to it and you know or or whatever you want to deal you want to create and it's a great way to bootstrap your way up in the software uh space and what i would say is don't be afraid to ask your customers to pay to cover the costs of adding features to a product that they're really interested in you know mm -hmm. you know we're in a business where our software generates revenue for our customers so you know there's there's uh it's really important to them and if you yeah. you know if you're, if you're in that space then 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 everything you do is super important and and you know they realize that you only have you know limited limited time limited resources and they will help you with your mission um so so that's that's one thing so we went from um selling a few uh per week and then we we decided because what we were doing at the same time is we were building so when we created our issue-based software called issue m for wordpress that mm -hmm. plug in, and we have a tool suite for it is we were attracting uh we started with dartmouth college and then all of a sudden other colleges came out of the woodwork and said hey we want you guys to build our magazines for us so that's what we did that's how we funded 
the company is we oh. would take on these projects with the yes they did some agency work to kind of like totally uh, yeah absolutely yeah. so we were in the agency space for many many years building out and then when well, then when we built leaky paywall our agency work kind of morphed into using our own software to build subscription websites for publishers and um uh and a lot of that came with the magazine publisher world where they needed both a good issue uh management system web-based you know google friendly social friendly system plus the metered paywall mm -hmm. so we did that until we got to the point where we could literally stop we just put a hard stop on and said we're making enough revenue we don't need we don't need to do that anymore because our last project that we did took two years to launch <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was huge and i was like okay we're done that's it <laughs> but um and that was a long time but um, when we decided to um, put Leaky Paywall on the on the on the repository, yeah. uh, that's when things picked up. And you know, I remember when we crossed a hundred installations on mm. the repository. And one thing I will say, you remember is, that then when it crossed the hundred? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, have, I have one question about that that I think, um, yeah, will be very very helpful for those who are. Um, already in the stage of either starting a WordPress plugin company or yeah. uh, you know have just started recently and uh, mm -hmm. want to grow. So how what was your I would say I would ask like process or strategy to get your first ten customers because I think that's where you know uh, it's kind of like an MVP. Like you know once you can sell to ten people, then you are you have a confidence stage you have a confidence in the product and you feel like okay you know like yeah, yeah. so what how did you get your first 10 clients so the the, the the transition was to first to wordpress so we became in our or i'm in new hampshire in a small area of new hampshire we kind of became known as the wordpress experts in our in our region okay and from that um when we uh, got into issue publishing we attracted a lot of schools uh they don't need subscriptions mm -hmm. They, they needed something else but we our network expanded and we started we, we did start to see other publishers that were um, in the magazine general magazine space who said hey you know we need a metered paywall and we see you have this issue system and so the issue M was on it was on the repo first actually which started uh, we got to a, a thousand installations on issue M you know like um, pretty quickly and that gave us some exposure for leaky paywall so that was mm -hmm. like one plug-in to another okay so um we kind of, really the, the the wordpress repository was the was the the turbo charge right that was developers coming in saying hey i'm working on this project for this publisher this looks pretty interesting can you tell me more about it hmm. and so you know we started started talking to developers um and uh they started picking it up and it was cheap i mean really it was like we like with any startup right you start with your price down here mm. you just bring in people and i i totally recommend giving away for free or or yeah. selling something really cheap just to get the experience mm. so you know what the re the needs are of that customer and then you can build your marketing around those needs um so we went from and and one of the big big changes for us is as we started acquiring you know and and we were doing the agency work simultaneously at this phase like we need yeah. you need to you need to fund this mm -hmm. so you need, need to do that work so we're like yeah we'll we'll build your meter paywall we'll quote you for a project and they hired us because we were the experts with our own software which makes sense and 
Um, and we had already started talking about, we, I was already helping publishers succeed with marketing their content and their subscriptions because of previous work, you know, in the digital marketing space all the way back to, you know, 98, essentially. Mm -hmm. And they, that really resonated. I didn't know how much it resonated with, with publishers until today. I mean, I mean like current times essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our first, I actually, we had a customer come back first time buyer, $295 for the whole suite plug-in suite. Okay. Every year was what we charged, right? Mm. Which is kind of a typical WordPress price point, right? Right. You buy a bundle, it's 300 bucks for the year or whatever. Mm. Um, and we sort of, we were doing the agency work and we were selling at that price level for a while. And then I can't remember when, but we got to a point where it's like, we're off, we know we're offering a ton of value to publishers who are making money on subscriptions, but we're not paying ourselves enough to to survive, to eat, to survive, hmm. right? Hmm. So basically the question came up as like, how can we charge a monthly recurring fee and be able to deliver value to our customers, right? So switching from 295 a year, we launched 125 a month. Okay, right? and when did you do that? Mm, Which year? I knew you were gonna ask me that. <laughs> uh, that was maybe, three or four years ago yeah, I, years? I, okay. something like that okay um so um so we started that and you know you you, you raise your price because we're like literally more than we're like quadrupling our our pricing is essentially mm -hmm. what we're doing but at but with that came consulting right yeah. so it came like we could we could zoom up with people and uh and and help them set up the subscription funnel hmm. and the bottom line is that is what really worked right mm -hmm. because publishers have gone through this transition from print to uh you know youtube and yeah. TikTok and mm -hmm. all this new technology pouring at them they're completely you know it's deer in the headlights they don't really know what to do they're yeah. just like there's so much technology coming out and there's so many people you know talking to them like uh and then we what we were doing is we were starting to have success like we were, we were, we were producing success for magazine publishers to start with, and then news publishers, and you know now content creators of all kinds. And so when you show success, say, you know, um, uh, we took like Modern Drummer magazine is a great example where, you know, we spent time with them and set help help them set up paid subscriptions, and they succeeded. And it's like, okay, here's success, and then we'll we're going to talk to you about what what actually works, and they're like. You know, and of course you have to build out your marketing to support that and all that, but it worked. It, it just like, so publishers, yes, started paying a higher price, a monthly recurring price that could sustain us because we were giving them the, the software and the support. And of course, you know, you can, you, you, you can, you can hire more developers. You can, you know, you spend more time with customers as your price level goes up and they, they, what, and, and because the publishers are in such a tough spot, they need the help. They really, you know, I know you know this, but they just, they need so much help so that when you give it to them and it actually works, they stick around, you know, they're yeah. they making money. Everybody's happy, you know? And uh, uh, so that's, that's where we're at. So, oh, and I, one, one comment I want to make though, because I remember when we hit a hundred WordPress repository, you know, um, 
uh, users, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, that's exciting. And then we get an email from like a prospective lead saying, hey, you guys only have like 100 to 500 u- like like users. Like, how small are you? And it's like, <laughs> like well, in the general WordPress space, yeah, that's nothing, right? Yeah, it's, it's but when yeah. You're, when you're really focused on a niche, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you don't you don't need a million customers. Yeah, that's yeah, not your that's not your that's not your group. You wanna you wanna spend more time with your customers to build the case study. So we actually have a new product launching that we haven't even posted yet. Mm. We have two publishers that have asked us for this, so we were like, well, we need to do this, mm. and that's like a monthly just just a monthly. Um, uh, uh, subscription funnel review of, okay. of their, their website. And that includes the leaky payroll setup, but also inc- includes their newsletter setup because the two are just so tied together, especially with like the, pre- the, the trend in premium newsletter. So we're, tr- we're helping some of some publishers uh, build new premium newsletter products that are right. easily connected to the payment system to pay leaky paywall. So, um, so, so the, the bottom line is if I think if you're, if you're building a plugin, and you're going to sell it. Um, you probably want to sell it like you normally would in the WordPress space. Get some customers, but talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Figure out what are their real pain points, and then figure out what they like. Do they need your help? Like, can can you help them by talking to them once a quarter? And and you can charge more for that if yeah. if you can if you can help somebody by actually talking to them. Mm-hmm. There's money for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I think you you made a very good point about like knowing what kind of plugin or product you have because a lot of time we assume or compare uh, you know uh, that oh you know that particular wordpress plugin or top 10 wordpress plugin um mm-hmm. let's say yast you know or right. like whatever those top 10 uh, plugins are yeah sometimes i think it's not right to compare with them because as you say like yast is a very multi-purpose or a general plugin you know that even a like a small business to a uh, hundred team, hundred hundred people editorial team, they all might be using it. But on the other end, there are several other plugins which actually solve one big good problem. So in that case, probably your uh, market size will be smaller, but you are serving them in a very different way than. A Yoast will connect with uh, with their their users or customer. So I think kind of finding that that where do we f- like which bucket we we belong to? Like either, whether this is a plugin that might only have thousand or ten thousand potential customers, mm-hmm. or it will have a million or ten million potential customers. That kind of like changes mm-hmm. how you should go about um, you know your product or or messaging. Yeah, I think I agree 1000%. And I would just add that when you're building something, don't don't compete with the big guys like us. Don't don't do that. Like there mm. there's just there's no mental space for the customer. They 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 ask around what's the most popular SEO plugin? Oh, boom, there you go. Mm. Build something no one else is, is building. You know, yeah. go find something, find a pain point for some customer. Um you, you know, I'll give you one that we we this week we ran ran across a customer who wants to auto uh, post, um, you know, um, their posts into social media, and specifically Instagram. There's no great system for that. Yeah, it's, it's no really good, you know, way to per- to do a like a personal, automated, 
Instagram posting. It's just a little example, but like somebody could build that. Just use Zapier or something and 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 you know, use their AI that's built in. You could build a beautiful little business out of just that one thing. You know, um, yeah. and be very focused on it. But yeah, do find find the find the um find the niche where you can be number one in. That's mm -hmm. I think like if you when you specialize, that's what happens, right? You become yeah really really good and you be you're recognized so you know if, if a publisher is looking for a wordpress based solution yeah there are membership plugins available but they're not targeted to publishers needs yeah uh, they're really not mm -hmm. uh, and so there's there's such advantage of of being number one in your in your super tight niche and it's mm -hmm. it's gonna go wide like that's the challenge is to go narrow it's once you get going, it's so easy to be derailed with other projects and ideas and things like that. And yeah. it's really, and we, we've done it. We I've derailed and you know, you come back and say, Oh, that was dumb. I, we need to stick to what we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and just, and just be really, really good at that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Solving the, the complex problem and doing something that a lot of people don't think about doing, you know, is I think, uh, in, especially now, because there are so many WordPress plugins, you know, pretty much you can think about uh, right. any topic and you will find uh, more than 100 plugins on the same, doing the same thing. Yes. And it, yeah, I want to share a funny uh, uh, story about the multi collab. So, when, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, when, and so, you know, that like we are, like we started, multi started as an agency business. I mean, we are still into agency. Yeah. And, when I was discussing the idea with my my project manager and technical team, I was like, "Hey, you know, um, uh, I think we should build this collaboration plugin or a tool in WordPress, you know, and that will do like Google Doc style commenting and suggestions and real time editing and all that stuff." Yeah. yeah. So when I shared this idea with the team. Um, at that time, actually, the kind of like idea was already one of our clients what they wanted. This, so they asked us, and uh, it was very complex at that time to think about the whole real-time editing and being in the WordPress. Mm. So we were discussing um, that, and my team say like, like that looks like very complex problem. You know, it will take a lot of time and energy, and we even don't know, you know, if it's possible. Like all the different things. And it's like I don't yeah. think so, so. They say like, it's they they think it's not a good it's not a good thing to kind of invest our time and energy. Uh, instead, we should build something that, like, people already like already been built or something like you know that already popular. And I was like, no, that's the exact reason why we should be working on this. You know, it's like, like it's a very complex problem. I was like, no, I know it's a very complex problem, and mm -hmm. that's the exact reason why we should be working on that. You know, because right. because it's a complex, so a lot of people will not be even thinking about doing it. You know, so I was like, yeah. Because it's complex, it should not be actually the reason we should not be doing it. In fact, that should be the reason. You know, that's actually uh, why uh, yeah we should be working on that. And we also talked about what you mentioned about becoming the number one in the yeah. category. Mm -hmm. And um, we internally call it category king. So mm -hmm. my term for that is like become a category king. You know, so like something that, as you mentioned, that uh, maybe payable. You know, or like collaborations. A collaboration in WordPress is something that when I did the research, I did not find that many solutions. Mm. Or in fact, basically, they were doing a little bit of uh, collaboration, but it wasn't something that 
was that helpful. Mm. And that's where we decided that, yeah, like when it comes to the collaboration, you know, we want to be the, we want to become a category king or number one in that category. So that's where we kind of started building um, multi-collab and, uh, you know, developing all those features which help people collaborate in WordPress. Well, you, yeah, and you build a moat for yourself too, if you're willing to to tackle the the complex project. And usually, the complex project is is you know the payoff is bigger, right? So yeah. you tend to stick with it too. You're not like, oh, we're going to build this little thing here that anybody can build. Hmm. And you're you're also at risk for not for getting disinterested in it too, yeah. which I think is a big problem. Like you're 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 you know you're you're invested. You you see the light. You see the application and how it helps because it's yeah. a complex problem and that keeps you motivated. Yeah. Uh, if you, you know, the, the, um, you know, I, I read a lot of books and, and they're all kind of say the same thing. It's like, you know, if, if you're going to start something, think big, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Like go for it. Don't, you know, keep your, that. That's what keeps you motivated. Yeah. Right? Solving, solving a complex problem. It's a great way to put it. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Especially like when, um, also, follow this principle that when you are in the beginning, like in the beginning of your career or beginning of your business, um, act first and think later. So at mm -hmm. the time you can just experiment yeah. with everything, like whatever you want to do, do right. it and think right. about it later, like whether that was good or not. <laughs> but one, yeah. once you have 10 years of experience in something or like in the business or uh, as, a, as a, a career, after that, you know, you should actually think first and act later because then you can't just keep doing everything because then you have a reputation on a stake. But also, like you have so much expertise and experience, you know, and then that's a point where we should be very, very careful about uh, selection, like where I mm. should put my time and energy. Uh, yeah. So kind of like that's the that's a very big mindset shift that, um, you know, I'm kind of like, challenging to myself so every five year i was like okay i don't want to do so many things i want to do just few things but i want to do really well mm -hmm. but in the beginning of my career i worked for 16 18 hours a day but now it's like all right how i can work um you know six hours next year how i can work four hours a day right. next year so that's what i kind of like i'm right. I'm, I'm going right absolutely well the thing about it too i mean i i, I appreciate that because when i look at my own work schedule my energy is it's all about managing energy right See, my energy is is all in the first half of the day essentially yeah so my day either starts at you know like six in the morning depending on the kids and what they're doing or it starts maybe a little later if there's no kid stuff and then i'll i'll go straight till maybe two o'clock and then and then i'll and then i'll stop and then the afternoon for me is okay let's get the energy back let's get the you know so there's there's um there's always exercise is daily got to go do something. And I, I, I love playing different sports and activities and then just general, general exercise. Yeah. Um, and you do that uh, in afternoon, right? Yeah, I do. That's, that's my schedule. I know some okay. people are morning exercisers, but that's yeah. not me. <laughs> no, I have heard, I have heard um, um, multiple different research and studies around like doing um, um, a workout or some sports activity in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. is actually really good because then you get like uh the next level of energy you know so basically it's like recharging like putting your phone into the charging because in the morning to afternoon you know you are consuming right. a lot of energy and your phone needs a little bit of 
extra battery, you know, and that's where I think the workout um, yeah. or sports activity that will actually recharge you. And then you will get a couple more hours of extra energy that you yeah. can leverage. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add my other secret trick is taking a nap. So oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend, I, I, I nap for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. I, set my, I set my watch to uh, 25 minutes. That is the number, the magical number I found where I um, will wake up and a, in five minutes i am i'm ready to go and it will take me into the evening as far as energy goes so i mm. you know i have two boys my wife we're you know it's busy busy i like to yeah. cook you know there's a lot of stuff happening hmm. um, at that time period and and i'm i am i am psyched to be doing it right like it's like <laughs> i'm awake it's great um and so that so that so the afternoon period and and you know i look at the morning like i book I use Calendly for booking meetings. They're all stacked up in the morning mm -hmm. on, on the days. Um, the internal meetings I might push a little bit later in the day, um, in the early afternoon, and then that keeps my energy really working pretty well. And you can get so much done. Yeah. When you have high energy, you can get you make decisions like boom, right? You're just yeah. you're dragging. You get nothing done. Why bother? Really, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. I just don't don't bother. So. Um, and that's really been the key, you know, the, 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 it's a combination of that 25 minute nap. And I know for some people it's 19 minutes and some people it's different, but the 20 minute mark somewhere around there. Yeah. And don't, don't go longer. Like do it. Like, you know, I've tried it mm. do, you can't do it. It's like that is just a short, you know, reset. And then the exercise and you, you know, you, you, you end up taking a, a chunk of a break, you know, for me, it's right around the three o'clock mark and mm. you're, and, and man, it just, resets your day and if i wanted to work at night i mean i do have meetings at night for like australia and yeah um and and at eight o'clock i get a cup of tea i'm i'm ready to go i'm, I'm awake you know nice so yeah no thanks for saying that i i love your nap hack because uh i started with that uh three years ago and yeah that by far like i talked a lot about it my team and also um, have written a lot about the power of benefits of the nap and some tips and hacks of the naps. But I 100% I agree with you. Uh, the napping in the middle of the day is the is the best way to kind of like, you know, uh, not just from the productivity perspective or getting things done. Of course, like those are the, the benefits where you will get more creative energy, productive energy. Yeah. Yeah. But there are so many health benefits for that as well. And yeah. that's something that I think uh, is really helpful uh, or not more than helpful actually is much more advisable to anyone who wants to um, kind of like, you know, the leverage this hack and get extra energy uh, um, in the middle of the day. I, I count to 10, count each breath to 10 in and out mm -hmm. just, and then, go back and start over at one that's it's meditating right like that's that's the yeah. trick and yeah. you just and then you go sometimes you get you lose your mind and you're like oh i'm on 26 it's okay you just reset yeah. start yeah. at one and boy you you if you train you can train yourself to go under it's it's amazing how it works yeah um, but yeah. some people some people say oh i can't nap i can't nap i'm not sure it really matters if you go fully under i think mm. just the period where you can feel your body letting go you know mm. Relax, and your body gets to like ah, just just come to a you know I don't know a, a, a yeah. stop brings that energy back so, yeah yeah good stuff.
Yeah, no, I, especially I think the nap, uh, that is also one thing that a um, lot of people, they do not understand that that nap, you know, it's not something that you really need to fall asleep, you right. know, it can count as a nap. But few, there is like that few minutes of moment when we try to take a nap where we we feel like you know, our mind and body has disconnected from the actual world, even if it's for like 30 yeah. seconds or a yeah. minute, yes. that, is, that is also yeah. much more helpful. So that's what I, I personally experienced that in the beginning when I tried to take a nap, I feel like, oh, in, if I try to wake up in 15, 20 minutes, you know, I was like, oh, did I feel like I had a good like sleep or nap? But actually it's not like, it's not the time that counts. It's just like, if you are just able to enter into that moment, that's even right. for 30 seconds, yep. that's, that's a good rest. Yeah, no, I, I support that. I've, I've done a minute. You know, it's like you're you're about to like go do something, but you have a minute, and it's like you know what? I'm 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 exhausted. I'm gonna just sit for a minute, and then and then you just and then it's like it's magical. You do get you get a kick, right? Yeah, it, it is it is amazing. Yeah, ten, ten is, yeah. five minutes, ten minutes, ten minutes works great. If you know, hmm. everyone has their I think everyone has their number depending on you know. Yeah, yeah. So cool, a fellow napper, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and thanks for saying that hack because i think that's something that i'm also trying to focus more uh, as an entrepreneur to kind of like continue to focusing on growing the business because growth yes it's necessary you know i mean more than necessary is something that as an entrepreneur we signed up for that yeah. right we signed yeah. up as an entrepreneur we signed it for like to growing our business growing our skills and a lot of other aspect like whatever we call it important in our life whether it's a spiritual growth financial growth yeah. um you know so all of that requires efforts all of that requires that you need to put time and energy but yeah in an order to make sure that you have this growth for a long term because growth is not for a short term too like we are not just doing it like i'm just gonna uh run like a crazy for the five years and then i'm gonna rest for the rest of my life it's not like that right so that's where um you know, um, this peaceful growth uh, that I have been exploring the subject of like, like growing in all the areas of our life, but also, you know, doing not doing that at the cost of our health, the relationship and other areas, you know, where we feel like, you know, that it's not a holistic success. So that is where this nap and other hacks that you mentioned, like, you know, focusing on our health, you know, making sure that we have a right kind of routine, a more healthy routine that supports this growth for a longer run, but also gives us uh, a purpose in a life. So yeah, there are a lot of those different topics that I'm exploring right now mm -hmm. and trying to balance the growth um, with uh, the other areas in life. Um, yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a challenge for sure, but it it's so important. You, you wanna be a happy entrepreneur and there are challenges you have days where it the days just suck you're just mm -hmm. had a bad day whatever happened and they suck but you know what the next day's better right yeah. and then you just and you keep going and there's you, you got to grind some of that out but in general um you, i think part of the benefit of being an entrepreneur is you get to design your own agenda you get to design your life and the value of that is infinite and mm -hmm. If you're if you're if your energy and we're talking about you know you're talking about energy management is what you're talking about how do yeah. you how do you manage your time and energy 
So you want to be energetic for your business. So you got to figure out, you know, everything about that. What time of day is that, right? What, when mm -hmm. do you like, you know, when are you best with people? When are you best working alone on things? When, you know, when do you get tired? Like, it's really important. When, when, when do you tire out? Because we all yeah. tire out. And then, okay, what can I do about that, right? How do I become happy? Like, how, how, like when, when I get tired, I get happy. I'm like, boy, I need a nap. <laughs> And I go take one. Yeah. And it's only 25 minutes. Right. Oh my God. Anyway, you can you can get me going for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a couple more questions and sure. especially yeah. um let's go back to the, okay. the growth and the numbers. So mm -hmm. yeah, I really want to um share this with um in our audience that when it comes to the growth, like you started with uh, two people and you yep. say that um, you know initially uh, when you launched the plugin, it has been eight years. So in these eight years, yep. um, what are those growth numbers or metrics that you manage in terms of the number of clients, installs, yeah. uh, revenue growth, or anything that can help understand that in last eight years, yeah. how yeah. did you grow your business? Yeah. So we've been we've been measuring our KPIs. We've been measuring three things: um, leads in. How many new new uh, re requests do we get in? How many um, uh, how many uh, sales uh, do we? And we we track demos too, uh, but really, how many new customers? And then how many launches? Which is the trickiest one to uh, okay. know, know exactly when someone's uh, launched. And then um, so we keep it, we keep an eye on that, um, and that's healthy, and it keeps you motivated to kind of keep looking at what you're doing. Um, we, um, I've always, I've also been a big fan of education. So I'm, I've taken a lot of course, I read a lot of books I, I, on marketing. Um, uh, it was early on, it was a lot of management. Now it's all mm. marketing really. And trying to, trying to crack the code on, on that. Um, took, um, I took this, uh, growth accelerator course with Dan Martell last year. Um, and then we hired a, uh, we hired a part-time CMO, um, about six months ago. Um, which has been really, really easy. Your team right now, Pete? Seven. Seven? So, yeah. Oh, nice. So, and what about your customers? Like, when you, like, at this moment, um, how many, you know, the paid customers that you have? Um, well, we have a thousand publishers, over a thousand, at least. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. That, you know, there's a lot of free versions of Leaky Payable kicking around. Um, I mean, well into the hundreds of paying customers. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been really good. Um, right. So, um, do you, do you track any install base, like total install free install? Or we we we're trying now, but we can't because of WordPress rules. Right. You know, we can't basically ping mm. word for data. So mm. that that's but that's okay. We like you know we we do track our customers. We see what they're doing. Uh, okay. we're, we're like the biggest challenge for us now is looping back to the customers and doing reviews. So reconnecting with the, with the customers, looking at their installation, suggesting updates, especially if there's like new things that we've released and then they can right. apply all mm -hmm. that, all that good stuff. And so we're, 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 we're getting better at that now. Okay. Uh, and we're promoting like, because we now are able to afford to talk to our customers with a monthly recurring fee, we now uh, every quarter will send out an email saying, "Hey, you know, uh, why don't you why don't you book, you know?" And and I want to talk to them personally. At this point, it's it's really really important. Um, I could have, or we have 
someone else that can do it too. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like to do it. I like to teach, so it's kind of like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe at some point that'll stop. But right now, that's that's and and we have, you know, you have a percentage of customers that'll take you up on 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 doing a review. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually working on doing a video review as like a like a here's here's your monthly video review of okay. your installation, and then let's meet. Uh, you t- or not, you can just take it to your team to implement, um, or you can um, uh, uh, talk to us about a custom development or whatever it is. Yeah. But but there, the 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 idea is, okay, we have we have publishers coming in, um, and they are they all need help, and we help them up front. We get them launched, and they're succeeding. Great. Okay. New new email. Their email email list is growing. Subscriber base is growing. But what about in six months, right? What about mm-hmm. in twelve months? What about mm-hmm. next year? So trying to build build that system where you're just constantly reaching out and looping looping back in. And that's we've started that. That's working really really well. And so we want we're we're actually going to monetize that a bit now as well. We're still going to offer that. But it's if somebody wants that every single month feedback, we you know yeah. we'll, we'll give it to them. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. So let's see the growth. What else was on the growth side? Um, Do you manage or like focus on growing your business every year, like ARR or just in general business revenue? Uh, yeah, we you know we 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 do set targets, but the reality is is um, we're just focused on producing good content, good mm-hmm. marketing, like our CMO. And this has been, this has been really nice for us. Um, like in, in this, I think in a growth phase, like you start by doing everything yourself or, right. or maybe you have a partner and you do everything and then you get some customers, you get some feedback and you're, you're bootstrapping, bootstrapping, bootstrapping. But as if you start seeing a trend up, you'll get more confidence in spending money on your own business. Right. And so, um, um, you'll you'll be able to afford things like branding you'll be able to afford things like a part-time cmo like you'll you know you'll be able to afford another developer you'll be able to you know like all these things will, will they do take time and like you said you know like you know these things like take 10 years you know to grow a really strong business you know that's yeah. that would be conservative i would say mm-hmm. um and um um but oh you know always keeping an eye on um you know, if you get growth, like we didn't do, we didn't look at branding for a very, very long time. We, we had a WordPress theme. It looked okay. It wasn't great. You know, I was like, here's our stuff, (laughs) you know? And then when we hired us, our CMO, he's like, you know, it's great to get to hire somebody that tells you <laughs> like no, oh, we we need yeah. we need to do a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good and then you get that you get yeah. that um what do they call it? it's uh, uh yeah. productive friction, you know, going and and yeah. getting getting stuff done. And it also goes back to um what I said earlier that like in the beginning when you're starting something that it's okay, you know, like don't think too much about strategy and all right. that like just do things you know yeah. because you learn a lot yes. just by doing things and i think it's uh, there is nothing to lose in the beginning but yeah once you yeah. Um, have a business um when you like 10 years or whatever certain revenues or when you hit that mark after that yeah it's worth uh spending more time on like 
thinking about yeah, like yeah. which direction we want to go. Well, you have you so for us anyway, like you you start in a market and you're like, oh, people like our stuff and whatever mm -hmm. you're selling, whatever uh, tool tool or service or whatever you're selling. Yeah. And then you start attracting uh, not only more customers but bigger customers. You you know, for us, we started with the the uh, magazine publisher. There, there's some big magazine publishers out there doing the agency work. But when we started selling Leaky Paywall as a plugin suite originally, um, you know, we had we had local news publishers. We had a lot of solopreneurs who were publishing. Uh, mm -hmm. it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But we started attracting some bigger customers. And the challenge is, is that we we're, we're I think we're getting to where you know, getting a little bit more where where we need to be with the rebranding. But the challenge is, is all of a sudden you have these bigger customers like Outdoor Magazine got in touch, right? And it's like yeah. They're a big magazine, right? And it's like they got in touch with us before our rebrand, right? Which kind of yeah. sucked. So they they look at you and they go, "Hey, this looks really cool, but I don't know about the company, <laughs> right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like what you're doing, but you kind of scare me. You know? <laughs> uh, so you're not you're not you're not able to attract um, those large. Now, since the and I will tell you, since the rebrand, you yeah. know, we've attracted some some pretty good size uh publishers uh who who are who are now considering us our pricing is still on the low side that's a little bit of a problem so that's going to go up soon yeah. but um but you know you end up and then you got to figure out like where do you where do you really belong right mm. for us the mid market we do deal with smaller publishers that's great we're not that expensive um and that's a good fit for the solopreneur who's just starting out we're probably not the we're not the right and for the publisher that just wants something super simple or, you know like a donation system or something we're not really the right solution we're we're, we're for that mid-market news regional news publisher news publishing publisher content creator that really wants to get serious and really wants to lean into reader revenue and, mm -hmm. and, and build their audience and really knock it out of the park and be sophisticated about it. Yeah. Um, so you kind of need to know where you, where you, where you want to land. And then, um, you know, you will attract, you will, you know, figure that out. You'll still, you'll, you'll keep attracting some of your sort of older, smaller customers and you'll attract those bigger publishers and surprise, surprise, you know, we had one of the, you know, one of our competitors, biggest competitors in the space. Yeah. You know, we had a publisher have a publisher coming on board from that competitor, which we didn't think would ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, so yeah, you, 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 you try, try, pull the trigger, try something, test something. I think in the software space, they say like, don't even build a product, just put up a, a landing page. Mm. And like, Hey, yeah. This is this is this is the concept. You could do a few mock-up screenshots or something like that, but don't write any code. Just mm -hmm. do like a mock-up and then go talk to people. And it's like, this is what we're thinking about doing. And then what you do is uh, this is my pricing, recent pricing study I came was coming across is ask, you know, do the mock-ups, do the do the landing page, get on a Zoom call, uh, show them how it works, what the pain point it solves, and then at the very end, make sure you absolutely absolutely ask them how much would you pay for this. Mm -hmm. right. Let them, let them pick a number. Yeah. Um, so you got you got to get a sense for like, hmm. would you buy this, and how much would you pay? Right. Would you buy this? Yeah, this looks great. How much would you pay? Hmm. Yeah. You know. So that's that's like to your point of like, try stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Try. But stuff. I think that that's also a good point where, um, because if we look at a lot of different WordPress plugins out there. 
most of them, you know, pretty much like a very decent um, amount of them has been built by the developers or engineers, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the founders uh, or the creators of those plugins, they don't have necessarily like marketing, sales or business background. More they have is engineering, coding and programming background. Yeah. And one thing that I have noticed that in my company is that um, like whenever I get an idea from developers or engineers, like they are much more excited about creating the solution but they don't know how to whether that's like a market for that or like you know how i'm going to kind of this product into a business yeah. and i always um like question that i was like i know that like as a developer programmer we like to solve a problem but there are two ways to think about the solve solving a problem like whether this problem can we can create a business from this problem or this is just and um, you know something that we you want to solve a problem is like go ahead do it and put it on maybe WordPress org or mm -hmm. GitHub you know and mm -hmm. but like there are two ways to go like you want to do this because it will satisfy you or you want right. to do this because right. you see that there is a business opportunity here yeah. um, and that's something that I like especially like we being an agency uh, business as well for us that's kind of like an advantage because we are not just doing a guessing yeah. game you know yeah. we already have the clients telling us like i want that you know so we already have a market i already know that like there are these customers who uh, are ready to pay to solve this problem and yeah so that's what i always look into as well uh in order to think about what kind of product business i want to 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 enter into for sure yeah scratch you know scratching your own itch like if you have an itch to build something because it's a pain point for you that's a great starting point you, you yeah. should absolutely just do that you could do it by building it or you could do it by mocking it up and talking to people mm -hmm. um, i think if you're solving a pain point for uh sort of a customer segment you definitely need to talk to that customer segment yeah um, you know like if you think okay these these this this group of customers they they need uh, I think they need the solution. So I think is is powerful and dangerous, <laughs> and you should pull the trigger. But I would say, pull the trigger by talking to them first mm. and, and making sure you ask them, "Would you buy this?" and and how yeah. much would you pay? That's yeah. really that's really it. And then you know, pick a number, and then you know, start low. I I'm a fan of starting low. I know you have, you need to, you know, for fancy stuff you need to have a high price. But when you're starting out, just start with a number where it's easy for for new people to say yes. Yeah, give you money, and then talk to them. What's what's working? What's not working? And then you, it's really easy to raise your pricing. It, mm -hmm. it is. Um, and then find a way to, if you're in the WordPress plugin space, find a way to add the the value so that you can charge um, a monthly recurring fee. And you know that's going to be support probably. That, yeah. You know installation, configuration, setup. You know uh, it's going to be marketing guidance. It's going to be all the all the the stuff that 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 customers want they're desperate for it they want they want help they're like oh this this looks awesome but i don't want to do it i can you know i can i can i can maintain my car but man i don't want to do it like it's like really here take yeah. my money you know <laughs> yeah so for a business it's like yeah people run in their businesses they don't want to they don't want to learn your 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 stuff a lot of some do but some are like look just just do it i'll do sure. or tell me what to do and then i'll do that right yeah so yeah anyway great stuff um thanks Pete, for sharing that um i have one last question and yeah. then we'll bring this home 
the question is you mentioned about the books earlier that you like to read books and you have been also investing your time in learning um yeah so what book do you recommend to someone who is an entrepreneur you know and wants to grow their business but also struggling with balancing that growth um with their health or mental health or well other type other areas of the life is there any book that you recommend uh for them so that they can balance uh the the life and work yeah i would say dan martel's new book buy back your time is one of the best books i've read in marketing um that is you know he really breaks it down for like running a business you, yeah you you only have a limited amount of time mm. and and he he explains how to afford you know people to help you do the things you don't want to do in your business as you gain traction right um it, there's some and he pulls from you know a lot of other great authors but it's it's really really good i'm reading it for the second time now um i would listen to um startups for the rest of us the podcast um that's what is all it called? startups for the rest of us okay that's uh that podcast um is fantastic it's all about you know saas founders right okay. and how to start a saas product which wordpress really is fringing in on right now like you're mm. you know the, the what is a saas product like yeah we we sell wordpress plugins but we also sell and we, we do have some saas elements to our mm -hmm. service but we sell the support we we sell an ongoing monthly you know software and support hybrid okay. that is really a SaaS model for mm -hmm. so if you're so it starts for the rest of us um i'm a big tim ferris podcast fan i used to listen to a lot of him Me i do not so much anymore but boy every time i listen to an episode it's fantastic so <laughs> they find the guests that you want to listen to on his podcast yeah um that's that's really really good and listen to audiobooks i don't i mean that's what i do um you know i read a lot of newsletters and news during the during my work day mm -hmm. um, and when i'm driving in the car that's my time to read a book so yeah when i go for uh sometimes a trail run or or riding my bike or doing the dishwasher and vacuuming and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. no that's a great great advice pete uh, especially um everything that you mentioned um starting with audiobook or podcast i think that's the best way to learn and i started that um since last few years and yeah it's it's i think the the most effective way to learn because you are also getting out and walk and doing other stuff but also yeah. passively listening and learning yeah. um and uh, i'm also glad that you mentioned about then models uh buy back your time yeah. and yeah i i read that book a few months ago and i think yeah you you're right like it has a lot of great tips and advice for the entrepreneurs in order to how to balance uh the the growth um, and life together yeah absolutely i think just sim simply realizing you're going to love doing some things and not really love doing other things and how to figure out how to how to um you know you step your way up so that you can afford to hire someone to do the things you don't want to do and then that's how you maintain your energy in yeah the, right because then you're doing the stuff you love right yeah Whatever. awesome cool Great. awesome uh so pete uh where can um our audience learn more about you or find you online uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so leakypaywall.com, that's our website. And then if you go into LinkedIn, I do hang out in LinkedIn. It's the only social space that I that will venture into at this point. And uh, slash Erickson, E-R-I-C-S-O-N, or just look me up, Peter Erickson. Yeah. We'll put all of this in the, our show notes as well. So they can easily go and find it. Perfect. Great. Thanks, Peter. It was really great talking to you. And thanks for sharing all the tips uh, and advice for the entrepreneurs to balance both growth and life. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Peaceful Growth. Let me tell you, I'm an introvert. And also, English is not my first language. So you would understand how uncomfortable it would be for me to do a podcast like this. But we don't grow staying in our comfort zone. And that's what I'm doing here. And also encourage you to do things that challenges you and take you out of your comfort zone. I would also appreciate it if you shared this episode with others. It will help me on my mission to inspire 100 million people to build an extraordinary life. To learn more about how I balance my multi-million dollar business and continue to learn and grow in other areas of life, uh, check out my weekly newsletter, Learn Plus Grow, on anilg.substack.com. May the peace and growth be with you.